Is home birthing something that's a bit wacky and just wild, a bit out there? Um, do and do, oh, another question: Do dads have a role to play in home birthing? So my name's Steve. Uh, I'm going to answer these questions. Uh, my and, and the quick, the quick, the quick answer to those is that um, no, home birthing isn't isn't uh, wacky and like a hippie it's um it's actually um something that's uh, been um that's basically it's the way way things have been going on the way women have been having babies for hundreds and hundreds of years okay we've now got the um all the advances of modern technology um and most uh, as it as it stands uh, today uh, currently most women do have their babies in hospital um but um anyway that's the, that's the point you know it's it's actually better to have a home birth and there's a, there's a lot of reasons for that i'm going to give all of those all of those reasons but yeah it's not wacky and uh the and should do dads have a role yeah they do yeah yeah and um i'm a dad and uh our baby she was born um a year and four months ago so um and i've been trying to give this talk a few times actually and i've uh i've recorded it a few times <laughs> But this um this time I'm gonna um, this is the this is the my last attempt to make a talk that I'm happy with, but yeah uh, so it's happened a, a year and four months ago, um we had our baby and we had a we had a, a wonderful experience we had a home birth with a pool, and so I want to tell everybody about it because part of the um thing of having um if if you're thinking about having a home birth, um thinking of not going to hospital, then part of the whole uh, preparation is to is to listen to other people's positive home birth stories because the, the the biggest thing um the biggest barrier for me anyway was just like like the the kind of um no we should you know uh, we, everyone goes to hospital we'll go to hospital like everybody else this kind of thing and um um that that barrier of, of of anxiety you know we we can't have a but have the baby at home you know every, everybody goes to hospital that's what that's what you should do that's what everybody does um this 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 barrier of um thinking that it's you know it's not safe or it's not it's not even you know possible um, i mean in 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 the uk the nhs offer a home birthing service so people who want to have a home birth they can um ask 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 for that you know ask your a, a doctor or or otherwise i mean i do know people who haven't even told like who, who have who you know gonna have a baby they didn't haven't even you know liaised at all with the you know the um medical medical uh professional people and they're just getting on with it well i mean they feel very people like that must feel very confident you know maybe they've had experience um of home birthing themselves and then they're in that position position of confidence to to feel daily could do that i'm the opposite i was like i was like completely um uh, to begin with completely terrified and afraid of, of of my wife's suggestion that she wanted to have a home birth i think a lot of dads have been saying i think a lot of dads are the same um, I've, I've made myself a little plan here so i'm going to try and uh, systematically uh read out what i've written down so first of all what is what is home birthing yeah so home birthing it just means having your baby at home, not going to hospital, not rushing off in a in an ambulance. Um, well, that's what it means, yeah. Uh, and it's 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 that's that's the whole thing, right? Is that um, in a nutshell, <laughs> in a nutshell, the thing is, is that um, once once you got these, this this is something we explained to us when we did a hypnobirthing course. Once um, you you've got like the fight fight or fight or flight mentality. And we, you know, that's kind of like, oh, fight or flight, isn't it? You know, like, um, you know, if you're like in the jungle and you see a tiger, oh my god, tiger, fight, fight or flight, uh, run away, and the, the adrenaline, the adrenaline starts going, and uh, and and then you and you, you and you either you know run or fight. So, um, so the same thing. Uh, well, yeah, th that's one mentality, and the other mentality is like, I'm relaxed, calm, chilled. And, and and when you come to having a baby, um, you need to be relaxed, calm, and chilled. You need to be um, 
you know, let those muscles, let those muscles go and let that baby come out. Whereas if you're like ooh, ooh, tightening up, then you're like, you're squeezing it in and the baby isn't going to come out. And the whole act of like rushing and, and panicking and, you know, Nino, 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 you know, in the ambulance. And then, you, you, you know, you're in a, on a stretcher rushed into the hospital and there's, you know, bright lights. And it's like, there's all these people you don't know. And there's nurses sticking their hand up. You oh, oh my God. You know, and it's like, it's, it's, it's not conducive. This is the whole, this is the whole point. You know, it's not conducive to staying relaxed, calm, at home where you're at peace you've got your nice music on the lights are low you've got your your husband or your or, or if you don't want your husband you know a chosen birth partner someone who you a friend you've trusted you, and, and you've been through the you know like um like you know through the pregnancy with them doing some training getting ready and so um you know if you're at home then this is this is conducive to being relaxed and allowing that like you know that like um well, I know it's a bit crude, but this is an, an example that the hypnobirthing teacher gave, which was it's like having a poo. If you, if you want to do a poo, you've got to relax. You've got to let that poo come out. And uh, although it's um, it's a different orifice, but um, and uh, you know you can't, I'm not you know you can't compare a baby to a poo, but it is it's the same uh, you know um, something coming out, evacuating from the body. Um, but yeah. In terms of hypnobirthing being wacky and like a bit too out there and like you know, um, then uh, originally I thought it was, and, and I'll tell you my reasoning. Like you know, on this side I was saying, okay, go to the hospital, safe, you know, professionals on hand to help, all expensive equipment, you know, if anything goes wrong, there's a whole hospital next next door to sort it out. You know, that's on one extreme, and then look, home birthing. Is on the other extreme you're out on your own you know if anything goes wrong there's nobody to help um you know um anything could go wrong you know ooh, ooh, you know all this <laughs> all this kind of so it seems like well one extreme or the other but then what changed that for me was we we found out about something called um what did they call it um free birthing we found out about free birthing which is um, which is something uh, which would could be considered a bit out there, which is um, la uh, mothers ladies are going go out into nature, and they might go to um, uh, a forest or a river or in the sea, and and maybe they're on their own, or you know, or maybe they have some people friends with them, but they're going out there, um, and they're just just having a baby just and the, you know and so um such a thing goes on such a thing goes on and i've seen some videos actually of a, uh, on youtube there's a lady she was um she was in the forest she lived she was in a kind of a, a commune a hippie commune in america and uh she was having a baby they had a bathtub uh like a big metal bathtub uh in, in just outside in the woods with the trees around and um, she went into started going to labour, and the father he, he started filling, start he, she started like you know uh, water broke, started having the contractions. Father uh, he he started to fill up the bathtub with some nice hot water, and um, yeah. So and and, and she actually but she had she, there was an old, an older lady there as well who she seemed to know what she was doing. She was like a, a midwife. So but so does this does this kind of when you when you put that into the picture, it gives you a different perspective. Then you've got like home birth, uh, hospital on this side, and then you've got this kind of free birthing on this side, and then that leaves you with your home birthing in the middle as the normal normal thing, the normal everyday kind of thing, and it, and it, and it, and it shifts the hospital over to the extreme. Which is where it really is, because it is an extreme, intense birthing experience. If if you you know if you either by choice or or not by choice, you, you go you you go and have you go down that road and you have your baby in the hospital, where um, it is an in, an intense experience with with you know the you know the whole the whole thing you know. Um, 
so yeah birthing it, it's not it's not a medical emergency it's not like you've just chopped your leg off or you know you've had a crash or something in your car it's it's it's, it's something that shouldn't be in that category it should be considered as something that is you know is, is more of a everyday occurrence um and whilst there does need i mean i i agree there does need to be training and uh experience and set people need to be sensible um it isn't beyond um the the, the realms of, of possibility for, for even someone like me i'm not a nurse i'm not a doctor we got ourselves really clued up because you know we wanted to feel comfortable and uh you know minimize our anxiety and be ready and it worked out it worked out for us and and, and this is the whole thing it worked out for us. Um, my wife, she she really wanted uh, the first our first child, um, Palika. She was she's five now, so we, we actually got a doula. We got a doula the first time, paid the doula, but it just didn't work out. My wife got sick before she was uh, due to baby. She's actually in hospital for a, a, a few months, and so she she was in the hospital already. And so we had the we had the. The, the baby in hospital but you know she really wanted to have a home birth um and uh but it didn't work out so then the second the second time uh we, she was pregnant we were then like more determined well she was <laughs> i still wasn't on board with the idea this this is this is the why my story is for is for dads it's a story for dads um who were like me you know skeptical worried anxious doubtful about home birthing uh, but the second time, yeah, it, it worked out. Um, it worked out when we, we had the baby at home, and uh, that's what I'm going to tell talk about. We got a pool. About uh, we got we did a hypnobirthing course. I'm going to tell all about that. Um, but yeah, it all began with um, a, a couple of friend, friends of ours, a couple from Edinburgh, a Lithuanian couple, and. Um, I think I think they had the first child home home birthed, and the second child definitely they they took she they took told me all about that one, but um the 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 dad um Lucas he he gave me this book you see because he knew he knew my wife was wanted a home birth, and he'd had a home birth and so he gave him this book he gave him this book, husband coached childbirth, by Doctor Bradley. It's, he's an American doctor. Um, so he gave me this book, and uh, like I do with most books that I get, I just by the way, this isn't my house. I'm in somebody else's house. These books all belong to somebody else. Uh, but yeah, I got, I got, I got this. Uh, I'm just borrowing his computer. I got this because um, he's got a good computer with a good camera. I got this. Uh, I got this. He gave me this book, so I just. Yeah, stick it on the shelf. Stick it on the shelf. I put it on my bedside table, and it was sitting there because probably as soon as we early on in the pregnancy, we you know talk, we they knew my wife was pregnant, so I I had it for a good few months. It was probably about six months, and it was on the bedside table, and then uh, just one night, you know, so my wife was already um she was, would have been due in three months from that point. The, the book's there on the bedside table. Maybe I'll have a you know a quick flick through, have a quick perusal, have a look at it. And uh, I started at the I started at the you know started at the first page like you do. Started reading through, like uh, you know, and then I'm like, it's be, <laughs> it began to began to dawn on me that um, we were actually going to have a baby. <laughs> I just began to realize, you know, um, oh my god you know oh my god we're having a baby and uh, i began to understand the um like the kind of magnitude of what is involved and also considering that my wife is saying i want to have a home birth you know she kept she, she'd always been saying it i want to have a home birth I want to have a home birth and i was just like always like i don't even really want to think about it uh if that's okay <laughs> but if I, but like i read this and then I thought I realized what was involved in having a home birth. And then it was like, oh my God, you know, and we're gonna have to really get ourselves in, in gear. 
because uh, you know reading starting to read the book it made me realize we you know we've got a lot of work to do if we if we do want to have a home birth um you know um it was my wife's desire you know i'm a husband it's my duty to fulfill her desire um and 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 um and that's the thing is that so many um the book explains so many women have their child have their baby um in the hospital and they don't they don't have a good experience um they get anesthetized and drugged drugged up and uh you know so many times uh, you know they end up having to have a c-section or there's all kinds of all kinds of things you know with anesthetics and stuff and um and anyway the result of all of that is, is that a lot of women um report that they they you know it wasn't a nice time and and, and yeah there's one story in there there's a, there's a lady she's she's like you know oh minute she's pregnant she's um and an hour and how am i gonna you know what am i gonna do for having the baby am i gonna have a um uh, go to hospital like most people or oh well i've heard a little bit about you know natural home birthing mm, which one should i choose so you know obviously the book the story is described in the book she 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 says well i'm going to i'm going to speak to both groups and get some feedback so she gets she she finds a group of ladies who've had the babies in the hospital and 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 they, and they all sing a similar sing sing the same tune they're all like i was horrible the worst thing that ever happened to me was terrible you know if it wasn't for the doctor with all of his painkillers, I just wouldn't have managed and I wouldn't have been able to do it at all. You know, so she was, she, so, so this lady was like, hmm, okay, okay. So that's what they all say. And then she'll, she goes to speak to a group of ladies who've all had natural drug, kind of druggish, drug-free, minimal drugs, home, natural home births, see what they have to say. And and, and they all similar, uh, you know, they all are the same similar thing to say and, and and what did they say they were like it was the most wonderful thing that has ever happened to me it was fantastic it was you know such an empowering experience i didn't believe before i didn't believe i was capable i didn't think i could do it but i did i did it i did it you know with my own willpower my own you know body my body i trust in my body you know, and, uh, you know, I just, we just, we just, we did it, you know, and it was such a sense of achievement, such a sense of accomplishment. And, 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 you know, and that is actually something that these ladies carry with them for the rest of their lives, this miraculous, wonderful experience of home birth. So, you know, so the lady, the lady who's deciding which, which one is she going to choose? Well, which one do you think she chose based on the feedback? she chose the um natural home birthing and but but yeah but like i say you know you can't just go into it you could you might pull it off um but uh i i i like to be prepared and uh, as well as well prepared as i possibly can be like um yeah like if you're going for an exam at school and you haven't done any revising uh, you know you could just try and wing it and you might pass or you might not but um, better, better to uh, revise, go over your studies of what you've done all year, and then and then you know, you kind of feel comfortable, feel ready, you know, competent. So um, so yeah, there's I'm dividing up uh the uh, content of the talk into three categories, which are, um, for the home birth equipment that's needed number one uh physical preparation that's um you want to do you want to try and get get as fit as possible the mother needs to be as physically fit as he can be and then the third category uh is the education which is the main thing really like getting the psychologically prepared mentally prepared get as much knowledge as you possibly can getting educated, getting ready. So those three categories. So I'll do the first one, which is equipment. So um, we got a birthing pool. We hired it and it's quite expensive, but it's an investment. Like I say, you know, the, the wife wants it, wants it, uh, the birth, home birth. 
and the birthing pool is gonna is gonna make it really good and and and, and like you know you you can't put a price on your wife's happiness so it's worth spending money um on a birthing pool uh, so we got a birthing pool and um advice for anyone who's getting a birthing pool is that uh as soon as i got it i um pumped it up and uh it came with an electric pump pumped it up and there's a hole in it there's a hole so um i'm glad i'm glad i prepared you know i'm glad i did it beforehand um and um yeah had to fix it with um like a little puncture repair kit like you get for a inner tube for a bike something similar to that then I pumped it up again and then it, it it held it held so that was good and then we filled it up with water uh and everyone got in it um my wife got in it my five-year-old got in it and so they could just relax play playing it and and i knew that um i was going to be able to you know, um, when it came to the to the point, because that was that was the thing. My, my Lithuanian friend who gave me the book, he also had a birthing pool, but he didn't have a practice run. He just had, he got it. It was like in a box or a bag, and uh, he not practiced pumping it up and filling it up. And it came to the moment when his wife went into labor and whatever the waters broke, and then you know all of a sudden he was like, oh my god got to get the birthing pool out and, and he was he was you know he was faffing about didn't exactly know you know what 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 how to do it all and you know along with the stress of having a wife who's you know having a baby then in in and in the end by the time he'd got it pumped up and filled with water she'd already had the baby she'd already had the baby you know so uh, so he advised me he says you know pump it up first uh, and fill it up. And what I discovered actually is that none of the uh, thingies that go on the um, taps actually fitted. None of them fitted on, on any of our taps, not on the kitchen tap, not on the bathroom sink tap, not on the bathroom bath tap. And so that's another reason why it's good that I did it a practice run because um, I had to make um, a, a kind of my own tap adapter, which was quite simple. It was just a, a an old toothpaste tube, cut off the bottom, a jubilee clip, and then you could just put that over the uh, bathroom tap, tighten up the jubilee clip, and then put the hose pipe connector onto the uh, end of the toothpaste toothpaste tube, and then I didn't turn it on full blast because I didn't want to could have blown it off, but I you know I didn't didn't turn it on full blast, and then and then it it worked. It worked. So, yeah, we had the practice run with the pool. And then other equipment we got along the way was we got a birthing ball. I had to get two, actually. The first one I got was too small then because you need a really big one. And that was going to help her with, like, exercises and stuff. And then, um, yeah, because the NHS, they uh, offer a home birthing service in the UK. So they dropped off their air and gas in a, in a big suitcase with medical equipment in it like these big pads if you're bleeding and stuff to put on um so yeah that was the equipment there may have been other bits bits and bobs but no that's pretty much it right section two physical preparations so um yeah you know that one thing we have to realize is that having a baby is pretty much like running a marathon it's uh you know a long distance endurance event and um i used to do um long distance running so i kind of well i knew that uh, a bit about the nutritional aspect of not taking big meals but having small snacks to keep and, and like high energy like things like dried fruit is good keeping your energy up see one thing that happens with um going into the hospital and all that is that uh, they don't want you to have anything to eat. And the reason for that is because there's a possibility that you might need to go under some kind of general anesthetic or something like that. And then at that point you can, you can vomit. And if you vomit and you've got stuff in your stomach, you're going to choke. So because there's a, 
a small possibility, but it's only a very small possibility that you, that might happen, then for that reason, they say, well, we don't want anybody to eat anything. But the result of of, of that is that, you know, you, you're in going through an, a long distance endurance event and you've got no, you're not eating any food. So you're going to get weaker and weaker and you're going to run out of energy and you're going to be like, oh, like if you're trying to run a marathon and you get to like, you know, 15 miles and you're knackered. Oh, I can't, I can't do it anymore. You need to keep eating. Um, so it's the same. Yeah. It's the same uh, eating and drinking. Um, and if you're staying at home, then it's, um, yeah, it's easier to be in control of what's happening, you know, with your, your birthing experience. And so, um, uh, yeah, we had like little, yeah, we had um, a drink. I had a drink for her with a straw so she could drink. Um, because she, she couldn't, couldn't necessarily be able to, to have a head back, you know. Um, but I was on hand with a drink. Um, but yeah, in terms of physical preparation, then uh, yeah, I mean, we had three months to go to get, I realized, you know, we had three months to go to get my wife as physically fit as possible. When, when it when it dawned on me that this is what was happening. So we started going walking almost every day um, around some like fields near us. Um, with Palika was on the shoulders, my wife, Rubakti with the big belly, walking around. Yeah, walking every day. Walking's good. And then as well, we were, well, it was, it was the middle of the lockdown actually. So, I mean, I called up the leisure centre, but there were a lot of the like classes that they usually have went on. Like we, we tried to get her in for aquafit, and there's actually I think aqua aquanatal classes, some kind of special exercises for pregnant ladies in the swimming pool. Well, that wasn't on either. So anyway, but we 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 could go swimming. We could go swimming. We managed to go uh, swimming maybe twice a week, I think. But we were going swimming as well, so that was good. Um, my wife could swim up and down uh, to get fitter and then as well as all the exercises well there's exercises with the birthing ball uh, and it's not just bouncing there's other exercises to do I can't remember them all because it was it was like you know 18 months ago and, and then there's other exercises to do like like all the muscles you know like when you're holding your pee like if I just hold in my do there's that muscle I think it's called like the pelvic floor or perineum or something like that. This muscle, so you can strengthen that muscle, and 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 these all these muscles around there, you want to try and strengthen them with with exercises and all these different exercises. We we, we downloaded a picture, it's like a little little booklet with about 20, 15, 20 different exercises. So we were going through all them as well to get physically stronger, ready ready for the big day um so the third section of this talk is education and this is the main this is the main bit and i've numbered my points here so the first the first point is change in changing the mentality and the, and the mentality needs to be changed and i'm talking about myself my experience from just one of complete anxiety like oh my god she's having a baby and oh my god she wants to have it at home like this kind of thing from this anxiety changing how to change that from to, from that you know position of anxiety to one of uh feeling competent ready you know prepared and, and actually by the time we we had finished all of our preparation and education we, we i i was I, I i mean i was the one who was she she was she was always okay with it she'd already had one baby and she'd done quite well i think she she only had a few painkillers like paracetamol and she had just had gas and air it, this was the first time in the hospital so she uh, she was confident in her body and and she wasn't in anxiety it was me who was in a lot of anxiety and that and and, and that anxiety can spill over you know onto your partner so it, the the all this the hypnobirthing course and the education is mainly I was the one who benefited the most from it, and um, yeah, um, so that's the main change. Two, uh, 
and 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 then so then the the, the we, we we got a hypnobirth in um, tutor again quite expensive and I mean yeah I think the uh, hiring the birthing pill I think it was like eighty quid or it might have been a hundred quid but doing the hypnobirthing cost was like 300, 300 quid it might have been two hundred or three hundred quid we could have gone and done it in a with other other couples who were who were doing the course to get and do it do it then then it would have been cheaper gone to like a community center or something like that because it was a lockdown or some kind of partial lockdown you know all the rules were changing changing all the time so i didn't know exactly what was going on no i can't remember but um so we said we 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 paid for our own like private tuition so she came to our house which was quite nice actually props another hundred quid but it's quite nice and she came in and um and we had all of our, all of our classes like uh in our front room and yeah my mum came to take palika out uh to the garden center for lunch whilst we had the classes so that was really nice so we had these um yeah these classes and one of the first things she explained uh and it is to do with the role of the husband of the or, or the dad or the partner you know um uh, which is you know, my role, and if you're a dad, it, it, it can be your role. Which is like the the uh, a mother. She uh, she usually has, she usually has a birthing partner, and quite often, like you know, I hear that you know quite often they'll choose one of their female friends, um, someone who's who's had had babies himself, you know, and but I mean particularly this book, you know, the husband, the husband coached uh, childbirth really recommends that. The birthing partner should be the dad. The birthing partner should be the dad. Um, doesn't have to be the dad, but you know, it's you know, if you're a dad, you know, I mean, I'm a dad. We 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 want to say yeah, yeah. We want to say yeah. I want I want to be the birthing partner. I want I I I want to you know I want it you know express that enthusiasm to to take on that role and and be involved and be because yeah that's the thing isn't it you know whether you're you're the dad or I'm the dad. You know, um, you know, it's out. You know, uh, we we've we've had the you know we're, we've uh, you know we've had sex with our our partner and mate we're, we're part we're we're involved. You know, we're we're involved, we're involved. So we should take responsibility, take that responsibility, take the bull by the horns and say, yeah, we we we, we you know we're I'm with you, I'm with you. You know, say that to your to your partner. I'm with I, I'm with you all the way. You know, yeah, I want to be there. I want to help. You know. This is this is the this is the this is um this is good you know it's good to 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 be um to make that decision you know uh and uh yeah and so and so one of the things that uh, Katie she was called um lovely lady from Glasgow and she was she she explained that uh she she told us like you know imagine you're um living in a you're in in the cave you're a cave caveman you know you're living in a cave. And um, the thing, the thing is, is that any when any animal starts to give birth, whether it's a you know a deer or a you know a gazelle on the savanna, you know it's a vulnerable time, you know, um, and 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 like the 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 mother is like looking around, like and you know hoping there's no tigers or lions, you know, gonna because once that once that baby gazelle pops out, it's it's really vulnerable. That's like the 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 weakest point, the most vulnerable point of when the you know so uh, susceptible to attack. So so it's like it's a it's a kind of um, it's an anxious time, and the gazelles looking around, and it's the same you know in in all of the uh, members of the animal kingdom you know we're also animals. So um, the the human mother, it's a, it's a vulnerable time, and she's she's uh, you know. You know, if you're a cave, a caveman, back in the day, then the mother's having the baby, and uh, you know she's also a bit worried. You know, she's you know she, if if there is a bear come, she can't run away. You know, she's stuck there. She's having a baby. You know, so at that point in particular, of any other, perhaps of any other time in in her life, you know, the man she wants the man there with the spear at the entrance of the cave. You know, any any bears coming here? No, you're not coming in. You have the spear. So that's 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 our role. That's our role is to protect. First role is to protect. Like um, yeah, like uh, 
just like the first role of government is defense you know so the first role of those really is to protect so going to get rid of your spear there and uh protect her so she so she feels safe um and protected and uh so yeah she uh, katie talks about that she also talks about this yeah this, i've already mentioned this difference between the, the fight and fight and flight mentality or the calm meditative uh mentality um which is you know what is needed to be relaxed it's, that's conducive to having a, a good a good birthing experience um and yeah um part of education is um yeah you know we want to educate you want to with same with any kind of education uh on any kind of topic is like you know you're trying to teach yourself something trying to learn something you want to get as much information as possible so you know we you know we don't and and um yeah we might be prompted to 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 to, to do it or some people might suggest it but we take them up on their on their suggestions you know so people said, yeah, watch as many videos as you can. So we're watching other videos on YouTube of other positive home birth stories. And yeah, reading in, in this book and other books about home birthing and getting the teacher, the home birthing teacher. So, you know, it's like um you know, you could you could like, well, there's two there's two two approaches. And the one is like when okay, what is the minimum? What is the minimum I could do to be prepared for this? No. You want to say what is what is the maximum? What is the most I can, you know, um, invest in this to 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 get as much competency and knowledge as possible. So, from as many sources as possible, getting as much information as you possibly can uh, about what's going to happen and what might happen, what could happen, and as many all the different possibilities, so that you're at least mentally prepared, if, if even if you're not physically and physically prepared for what might happen. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and and also at that time we were very lucky actually because I, I I was um, volunteering on a farm, uh, which is actually just over there. Um, it's a, a community farm, and uh, I was I was working there like uh, I've been working there for years actually, uh, fifteen years. But and, and we get a lot of other people who come up and volunteer just for maybe a summer. So just at that time. Uh, when my wife was pregnant, it just so happened that it was a, a lovely couple who came up, Amanda and Drew, they were called. And um, uh, I think I mentioned to Amanda about my home birthing book and my wife's plans to have a home birth. And then, and then, and then she, and then she said, "You well, okay, well, you know, I've, 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 I've done a couple of home births." And I'm like, really? She was like, yeah, and we're like, wow. Well, tell her, you know, tell us all about that. So, um, so it's really good. She said that her brother, um, her, her, I think she has two brothers, and um, her brother or her sister, and and so in her family, she'd had a couple of homebirths, and she said maybe, uh, maybe it was her brother with his partner. And they'd had their first baby uh, in a tent. In a, in a, they were still living at home. Uh, maybe he was still living at home. So they had a they had a bell tent. They they bought or hired a big bell tent and a mass, big nice big tent. And they had the baby in the garden. <laughs> and it was just them. It was just them. So they yeah they must have been really confident and in their abilities to do that. And they did it. And and they were successful. And it was everything was was great. So that's great. So she told us about that. And then she told us about, and then maybe another brother of hers, or maybe it was the same couple having the second child. They invited her to come along to be there, and um, that baby was born in the bath at home, and uh, so she was there for that. And and uh, either there was that baby or another baby that she told us about, but but it actually she said how it, the baby was born in. His or her still in the inner in a birthing pool in the amni amniotic. I don't know if I said that right. In the in the in the sack, still in the amniotic sack, and how um, like uh, as it came out, then the, the the sack came out and the baby was inside, and then the baby actually cut opened the bag itself with its somehow with its nail, so the the baby came out and then opened the sack and said. 
hello, here I am. <laughs> so she told us these these stories and uh, and that that was encouraging as well, very encouraging. You know, you know, isn't it? Because that's the thing. You know, you know, read books, uh, watch videos of you know someone talking about their experience. You know, perhaps someone's you know from another part of the world, Australia or America, but, uh, but like having someone like actually telling you their stories in, in the, in the flesh face to face is, is, uh, it has more, it has more punch, it has more impact. So it was really good, uh, hearing from Amanda and Drew about their experiences. Another thing that we did with the, um, home birthing, um, with the hypno, hypnobirthing teacher was positive affirmations. And we, we had them stuck on the back of our, um bathroom door so every time you went in there you could read them uh and they were they're all the ones like um things like uh, i should i should have brought them and maybe i could have actually given you a few more but off the top of my head i can just remember a few of them ones like you know i i trust my body i trust my baby i trust my body i trust my baby i trust my body i trust my baby and you say it over and over again because that's the thing when you've got this like negative mentality which which I had and my wife didn't really have that, but, you know, maybe perhaps another, a lot of other ladies do have, you know, but by repeat, repeating it, it's like a, it's kind of like, well, it's like mantra meditation. I trust my body. I trust my baby. I trust my body. I trust my baby. I trust my body. I trust my baby. You can kind of brainwash yourself to, 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 I trust my body. I trust my baby. Cause you can, you can trust your body and you can trust your baby. And, you know, and, and as a 90% of the time, it's going to be fine. There won't be any complications. Trust my body. I trust my baby. Other, other than the positive affirmations, can't remember anymore. Uh, so another thing we did with a hypnobirthing teacher was we actually did get hypnotized because that's that's the thing with hypnobirthing. I was like, Hip, hypnobirthing? What? What is that? You know, it sounds a bit that even that sounds a bit wacky. You know, hypnobirthing. I'm like, uh, yeah, hypnobirthing. Um, but yeah, the actual main content of the course, it, it was isn't really anything to do with hypnotizing. It's all to just basic, solid, good information, you know, practical stuff. Um, but yeah, um, and, and, and so and so yeah, it's all it's all really good, you know. And it's considered hypnobirthing. The hypnobirthing course is considered uh, like the kind of in the UK at least, it's considered like the standard solid foundation for a home birth by 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 the medical professionals they consider this this kind of hypnobirthing syllabus that's offered in the uk as like as they, they respect it that's what what we found they respect it but yeah part of it was getting hypnotized uh and we, we got this uh yeah because it's quite funny isn't it i mean getting hypnotized uh i mean yeah you see you see people on the stage on stages don't you get hypnotized to like like eat an onion of this and, and it's like <laughs> say that you say that and tell you the hypno guy tells you it's an apple and they're like it's an onion and like, oh, eat this eat this uh onion but um yeah we, we were at home so it's just the two of us and we got hypnotized and we we're like in this hypnotized state and then like we did some like breathing it was really relaxing it was really nice actually really really nice um to be in such a home and comfortable and uh, environment um, and and to get hypnotized, uh, but she what she did was she did this she kind of programmed our brains where we could say a word, and then by saying that key word, it would make bring us back to that completely relaxed state. So my word was just relax, and I think it still works actually. If I just say the word relax, my I just I, because I've been hypnotized to relax when I say the word relax, it just makes me really relaxed. I think it works as well if anybody else says a word to me as well. They say relax, and I just I just relax because I've been hypnotized. Uh, my brain's been programmed um, like that, reprogrammed. Another thing the hypnobirthing uh, lady taught us about was a bit about the legalities of you know how it works um, if you're in the hospital and how it's always good to buy buy yourself some time. And, you know, not rush into decisions, you know, and, um, you know, if the doctor or a nurse says, oh, I think we should, you know, uh, do this or, you know, inject this or we should do that. You can say, well, let us think about that. 
let's just, you know, can we, for example, like, you know, if you want to get, they might say, oh, we think you should be induced. Oh, you're two days uh, overdue. Another interesting thing about that is she said that, um, you know, in like in the UK, is it 44 weeks or is it 42 weeks? Maybe it's 42 weeks in the UK. It's like, okay, now it's time. <laughs> but she said, well, it's not, that's not, that's not the same everywhere, everywhere, you know, maybe she said like maybe in other countries, maybe France, you know, maybe in France it's 43 weeks or and, and somewhere else it's 44 weeks or, you know, and somewhere else maybe it's 37 weeks, you know, um, and then you expect it all. Oh, now it's time, you know? So then when you're over that time, Oh, you start getting a bit anxious. And then, and then the nurses say to you, um, well, we think you should be induced. And then, and then, so then, we were, we were, it was explained to us that when when they say that you say well well um you know let us you know have a think about it you know we'll go home and and have a sleep on it and we'll let you know tomorrow <laughs> so just buy yourself more time because yeah um because there's this thing isn't it it's called the cascade of interventions you know you're all you you get um yeah you know you, you suppose you do go to hospital and um you know, the adrenaline's pumping and uh, you're all tensing up. And then because you're tensing up, they're like, oh, well, now we need to, because you're, you're tense and the baby's not coming and it's taking too long. And um, and then they're like, well, we need to do something. You know, the baby's in in, a, in limbo. You know, um, we need to do something. Uh, and then I don't know what they do, but um, yeah, you know, like basically the, the, the doctors start to take over take take control of your body and, and and like you know i mean if you get um anesthetized you can you lose all feeling in your, in your you can lose all feeling in your lower half of your body so you can't push anymore you can't do anything you know and then i you know that i mean our first baby they had forceps and pulled her out and one one way or another um um this cascade of interventions it but it it, it kind of you know it starts with like a small intervention you know but even in even just like having um ladies like do the vaginal inspections and see how far wide you are you know um well the the, the, and the yeah we uh, things like check it wanted to check the baby's pulse and do all these kind of checks they're always wanting to do all these checks but the thing is all whilst all these checks are you know going on like regular every if, if you're having a check every 15 minutes you know it's like another kind of like interference really with the with the mother who is just trying to just trying to relax and let it happen, you know, and every time something, you know, a nurse is coming to check something, it's like, oh, tensing up again. And, and it's just, so it just, um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, I just, I just think that the having, once you position yourself and decide like, you know, we want to at least try and have the baby at home. You, 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 you know, you're giving yourself the best chance of, of having a smooth delivery, you know, uh, and you know you feel more in control of um, you know what goes on in your own home. You know once you you transfer to hospital, you feel kind of you do feel obliged. You shouldn't have to, but you do feel obliged to to you know accept suggestions uh, that the, 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 the doctors and nurses are making to you, and you you feel feel kind of obliged, you know, to take their advice. Um, and well, I don't. I mean, I don't want to um, be too um, harsh. Uh, I know the NHS is like struggling for space and resources and beds. And so the, I mean, okay. One nurse, I know a lady who's been a nurse for 20, 30 years. She's been a nurse for a long time, but she says over that time, it has changed a lot and it's a lot more pressured and more about money. That's what she said to me. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's a harsh, harsh thing to say. Um, but uh, you know that kind of gentleness and and isn't 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 care about being like gentle. You know, I mean, I mean, but that that I mean, my I mean, I haven't been to hospital many times, but the impression I got was that nurses were always very very kind, caring people just just to have taken up that profession. They kind of most of them have that in them that nature to be kind. And that's that isn't that what's really needed, isn't it? It's for people to get to get better. I know, yeah, I know you need like you know, medicines and stuff as well. But people being kind, I think, helps helps a bit. Um, what else have we got on the list here? Oxytocin. We've got a, a, a lesson about oxytocin. 
oxytocin is this natural happy hormone um and and, and skin to skin when you when you like a skin rubs on skin this natural happy hormone uh, is released so she was saying that um like when you when you when the woman's when the the mother's having the baby you need to feel this like happy hormone so hugging hugging your 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 partner and and making her feel you know massaging i mean that's when when she went into labor that was me i was i was that was that was our main uh pain relief was me massaging um we didn't we didn't want to have any like morphine around like that it was just me in in the pool with my shorts on like rubbing her back rubbing her back for a few hours um until like the last kind of hour or so when uh the, our, the midwife who was who come uh who was in the kitchen she came through and she I perhaps felt I just the last half hour she was helping her with the breathing for that last half hour to get uh to get the baby out uh, but up until then it was um it was me like massaging but yeah oxytocin is a big one actually and it's about that like the love it's like a love hormone and I think that hormone is released when when you have sex so that it's like you know you feel like pleasure and so um yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta um get that get the oxytocin flowing. Um it's good to get it flowing when she's when she's having the baby. Uh, it, it just helps helps everything. Ten like lubrication helps everything. Ten uh number eleven. Well, I'm just we're gonna mention well the, when we when we told one of our doctors that uh well that the, our our we had a midwife who was allocated to us. And when we told her that we were planning to have a, a home birth, she told her doctor. So we were visiting uh, the medical center to see the, the midwife. And, uh, and then the doctor said, well, I want to come in and have a, have a word with, with this couple, you know, because my wife was, at, is at, was and still is on some like quite serious medication. So the doctor came in and he was really, uh, really, really heavy, as as doctors can and should should be. Uh, and he he, he 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 made it clear in no uncertain terms. You know, if you have a home birth, you could die. You know that was his message. You know, you could die. Very risky. Um, but um, yeah, my wife quite stubborn, wasn't wasn't bothered. She was like, "I'm doing it." You know, we're doing it, and 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 and, and uh, you know, it paid off. We we did do it, and it and it worked out fine. She didn't die, and she was okay. But um, uh. But anyway, yeah, um, the doctor was very heavy with us. But I think, you know, the fact that we'd educated ourselves as much as we could and done as much preparation as we could meant that, although, you know, it is a fact that she could have died, you know, and, and, and the doctor's not wrong for saying that. We, 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 you know, we were prepared as well as we could. And, um, and, and yeah, um, okay, yeah, life, there's always risks, isn't there? Every time you cross the road, you could get knocked over by a bus. Still, you don't want to take unnecessary risks. But we felt that, you know, it wasn't a too big, unnecessary risk. And my wife really, really wanted to have the home birth and have that whole ex experience and the empowering experience. And and um, and so we did it. And and, and another thing is anyway, yeah, we're part, we're part of a religious community and people, the leaders, you know, uh, preachers, they're always telling us that kind of thing anyway. Like, oh, you, you know, you're going to die, you know, time to get your relationship fixed up with god today because you could die tomorrow so we were kind of used to people telling us that kind of heavy heavy message anyway um right so uh where are we um conclusion the conclusion is that uh the seven p's proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance that's the seven p's uh I got taught that when I was, um, I wasn't in the Navy, but I, I met some Navy guys. I was going to stay with some Navy guys. That's what they said. So it's the same. It's the same for home birthing. And in the case, yeah. Uh, yeah. Always best to stay safe. Uh, don't, don't, don't hold me responsible. If you do have a home birth, it doesn't work out. Uh, I'm just, I'm trying to give a positive birthing experience. My, my experience is very positive. And, and but because of all the preparation that we did, um, but yeah, my friend who was who from Lithuania who gave me the book, 
his second birth, um, his wife, she started losing blood after she'd had the baby. And she had, did have to go to hospital, like in an ambulance, uh, you know, so she didn't lose too much blood. So, you know, uh, there's always risks. Um, but uh, I think nine times out of 10, it's better to have a home birth. Um, but like I say, you know, in the, in the UK, the NHS offer a home birthing service. So it's, if you didn't know about it, it's worth take, taking advantage of and asking and getting it done if, if you're, you know, if you're pregnant. And then what I can do to last to finish off is I can show these things. This is our birth plan. Could read through it. Oh yeah, upstage, first stage, and then the second is a down stage. And then the third stage is after the baby's born. So upstage, first stage, one, no induction, no water breaking. Two, mucus plug may be seen. Three, surges begin at a rate of five, six an hour. Or call the midwife, Louise, got a number. A heads up, let her know what's going on. If the labor starts in the morning, uh, call grandma to come pick up Alica, take her to the park. That's what happened, yeah. Um, the late no, no, well, what happened was the late the labor started, um, in at night. Uh, I can't remember what time it was, but uh, yeah, I think the water, I think the water's broke eight or nine o'clock, something like that in the evening. Uh, well, she started getting uh, started getting like a first contraction. She thought it was one of these contractions that you just get through the um, get through, you know, in the, in the build up to the to the actual labor. But when she said it, I just had a feeling that this is it, you know. And so at that time, eight nine o'clock, I said, "Well, I, I think it's going to be a long night. I'm I'm going to bed." And I managed to get a few hours kip so that I could get up late and and be with her through the whole thing. Um, so that's what happened with us. Uh, breathe through the surges using the four in eight out technique. Guru Bhakti say positive affirmations. Carry on with household duties. Make something in the make some sweet balls in the kitchen. Number nine, resting between the surges because it might be a long haul. Ten, when the surges are too strong, carry on. Keep moving, walking around, doing the sixteen birthing positions for labour. Steve, speak encouraging words to Guru Bhakti. Isn't that, isn't that, um, you know, you think, well, in speaking encouraging words, you think, well, you know, what, 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 what difference is that going to make? What influence is that going to have? But actually it's really important actually that you, you, you know, you tell your, your partner, you tell her, yes, you can do it. You know, you can do it. Keep, keep going. You know, you're strong. You're strong enough. You can do this, you know, when, especially when, if, if the, if the, the mother, if the, if her mind is, is, is coming up with negative, saying negative things, you saying positive things is, is going to help her, help her with that, you know? So, um, yeah, it's actually really, really important to say encouraging words. Um, you can do it, you can do it, you know, you are doing it, you're going to do it, we're going to do it, you know, we're going to do it. Um, like help her relax and keep the oxytocin flowing. Steve cuddling and smooching. Steve massage Guru Bhakti's back. Steve on standby with a water bottle for Guru Bhakti to sip. Guru Bhakti eating small snacks to keep energy levels up. The birthing cave should be in the front room with the birthing pool. Steve fill up the birthing pool with the warm water. Steve guard and protect the cave so Guru Bhakti feels safe. And um, yeah, we've got an understanding of the up, the up, up stage and down stage now part of the hypnobirthing uh, course was that the lady explained it to us really well with a with a um a balloon she had a, a a pink balloon and over the pink balloon she put a woolly a woolly um a woolly hat and uh, she explained about the two stages the up stage this, this is all part of you know teaching us about the physiological changes that are happening in as as, as you know as the the woman is preparing to have the baby. So the up stage is when this is the this is the womb here shaped like this. The womb is shaped like this. So then the up stage is the muscles that it go there's muscles go around this way and then muscles also that go around that way. So the the up stage the muscles that go that way are pulling these muscles all up to the top like this. And this goes on for a few hours, quite a few hours. All the muscles are coming up to the top of the womb. And then there's a downstage. The muscles form into a hard thing, a hard lump. And then the downstage is, is, is like the last part of the labor. Boom, boom, boom. 
the downstage, the muscles are coming down and pushing the baby out. So it's good to know, good to know what's happening. Uh, downstage, when one, when the surges reach two or three or four every 10 minutes, call the midwives again. And then the midwife should be based in the kitchen, just checking every now and again, uh, and make nice, safe, comfortable, warm, warm, relaxed, peaceful atmosphere. Put the heating up, make sure it's nice and warm, low lights, relaxing music, radish mellows, incense burning, a natural vaginal birth, no pain relief, yes to gas and air, Steve father to catch the baby. That was me. It didn't actually happen. <laughs> I, I yeah I was I was busy all all through the labour massaging, and then it just came to like the last bit, and uh, and I was supposed to do this kind of like religious ritual when the baby popped out, and so I just checked my phone to like okay what do I need to do for this religious ritual, and then and then the midwife had come in and she said she kind of oh look Steve's not doing anything He's just checking his text messages, so she said oh can you go and um. Like, you know, get some more hot water or something like that. So I went out to get more hot water. And then just as I came back, then the baby had come out. <laughs> the baby had come out and it was actually a bit of a disaster. Well, well it wasn't a disaster, but it was a, a little, a little a minor emergency, which is that the baby had come out and uh, the midwife had caught, had caught the baby. And then my wife was so excited to see, to see the baby that she turned around and as she turned around, she ripped the umbilical cord, which splattered, broke in two, and a lot of blood spurted over the room. And um, that's just as I came back into the room with the the blood. And, uh, and then, and then, so the midwife just at that point was like, um, you know, she got hold of me. She was like, clamp, clamp, like, and 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 I was just about to go get clothes peg, <laughs> or one of those things that you use to like seal packets of food. But then one of the other nurses like was came up with some kind of you know bulldog clip or something, and then clamped the um, so the blood didn't all come come out, and uh, yeah 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 so uh, I didn't get to I didn't get to catch the baby, and I didn't get to do my ritual either. But never mind. So then the third stage is uh, just one after the baby's born, and it's a, so skin to skin time with mother. Delayed cord clamping. That I don't, don't, don't think that happened, did it? Because the, the cord snapped. And do the Jatakarma or Nama Karan and name giving religious rituals. Didn't happen. Three, breastfeeding. Four, delay weighing and measuring. Five, keep the umbilical cord. Six, injection to help deliver the placenta and deliver the placenta. Yeah, we wanted to deliver the placenta because there was. Because of my wife's medication, there was a risk that if she did lose a lot of blood, the you know um, level of the medication in her body could go down, which wouldn't be good. So we wanted to deliver the placenta quickly, which reduces the, the risk of losing a lot of blood. So we had an inject. That was the only kind of like you know, like a druggy kind of medical thing we did do. In injection to help deliver the placenta and then we delivered the placenta and we kept it and my, my wife wanted me to like plant a tree but it's still in the back garden it's still in the back garden and uh, I've, I've got plans to plant a blackberry bush actually so I'm going to um, do that this was the, this was the hypnobirthing course um, all the different things all the different things is really good and uh yeah, we had these things as well, which are really good. Uh, pictorially, you know, I'll just hold it up. You can read it all. To show the midwives, to show the midwives, you know, so at least they know that, you know, we know what we're, not that we know what we're doing, but at least they can see that, you know, we've prepared and that we're, you know, because otherwise they, they just want to take over. They want to take over everything and... um do it however however they think's best and how they want to do it but you know we have our desires as well right and we should be allowed to express our desires and if it's not an emergency then why couldn't we just you know why can't we do it the way we want to do it so uh yeah home birth natural birth i'm feeling positive about my birth hands off 
Um, what does it say? Quiet, please. No chatting. Low light levels. Special. No eating, eating and drinking. Freedom of movement. Don't break my waters. I don't know what this is. No syntocinon. Augmentation. Not sure what that is. Cervical examinations by return of request. Yeah, because otherwise, um, one thing the te teacher said is that um, you know, when they the nurse will put put a finger up to see how wide that dilated it is, you know, and she says it's not it's not like you know they're like really measuring it. It's, it's like two two one finger two fingers wide, three fingers wide, four fingers wide. The the the, the mother can do that herself, you know, and just see how wide dilated she is. It's not. Not like rocket science, you know. So yeah, check, check baby's heartbeat by maternal request. Not that they just come in and check it every like fifteen minutes, you know. No CCG monitoring, no fetal scalp electrode. Don't know what that is, but um, anyway, yeah, it sounds like some electrode that they stick on the baby's head to take some measurements. Don't offer me pain relief, gas and air. I've had one previous birth. Ask permission. My consent is important. These, these, these are good. These are good things. And um, music to be played. Uh, don't please don't tell me when to push. Baby born slow and gently. Not to catch a baby. Don't wash or wipe my baby. I don't. I don't. That's okay. It's okay to do that. Skin to skin. And no vitamin K. I think we did have. Uh, I can't remember if we had vitamin K or not. But yeah, that's that's everything. Yeah. So um, good luck. <laughs> good luck if you're uh, if you're um, gonna have um, if you're pregnant, you're gonna be having a baby. If you're a mum, good luck. And if you're a dad, get involved. Come on, let's let's dads can do this. Dads can help. You know, be the be the man, be the man with the spear, protecting the uh, the cave. And uh, and yeah, uh, the, the and, and your partner, she's going to have a fantastic experience. And get all clued up about it. Get this book. Have a look through that. Get yourself trained up. Seven Ps, and that's that. Yeah, fantastic. Great. How do I stop this video? Stop. Stop recording.